to Good and Glory with Britt Coburn. I'm really excited to spend some time with you today. Have you ever looked back and thought through how your friendship started? As someone who isn't a big fan of small talk, it always cracks me up when I think back to the first conversations that I had with some of my best friends. Today, I thought I would share two instances that have been important to me. When I was in college, my sophomore year, I was in a Bible study on campus with five or six girls that I wasn't that close to. I kept going because I really liked the leader. One of the last weeks of school, a friend of mine invited me to watch Pride and Prejudice with some other girls. I would like to note it was the 1995 version, which is the best. One of them was in my Bible study. That night, we realized that we both had a love for old movies and Jane Austen, and we chatted a good bit during the night. She ended up studying abroad the next semester, and I randomly sent her an email, and according to her, right before she left, I handed her a note that I had written. It must have been a God prompting because that email and note led to a whole semester of emails and even a few postcards, and she is now one of the best friends I have ever had. I cannot imagine life without her in it. The second is definitely a more humorous story. I'd been in my church for a couple of years, and a new woman had started attending and serving in children's ministry. I had known her parents and brother since my first day at the church, so I figured she must be great like they were. I just didn't know how to start a conversation with her. Well, thanks to social media, I saw where she posted a picture of her wrist and I read something about getting ready for a surgery. So two weeks later, I went to check my son in to nursery, and I saw this woman. In an effort to be nice, I asked, how was your wrist surgery? She looked at me so utterly confused, and she said, wrist surgery? I had my uterus removed. After being super embarrassed, but having a really good laugh, we joked about it, and now we talk every single day. Again, God put her in my life and he used my awkwardness with small talk to bring us together. I want to keep both of these relationships in my life forever. I have to work hard to maintain them and in my years on this planet, I have learned a few things about what can damage relationships and how to protect and cultivate them. So, can we talk for a moment about relationships? Relationships as adults are hard, period. I watch my kids and I get jealous because they just form friendships over the fact that they like sand, the kid in the sandbox likes sand, so now they're best friends. It's easy. As adults, we carry baggage. We don't know how to work with different personalities. We are too focused on ourselves or our own needs and desires to see the needs of those in front of us. Jealousy gets in the way. I could keep going. The point is, relationships are hard. But we are called to be in community. We are called to do life together. Romans 12, 9 through 21 says, Love must be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another with mutual love, showing eagerness and honoring one another. Do not lag in zeal. Be enthusiastic in prayer. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Endure in suffering. Persist in prayer. 
contribute to the needs of the saints, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly, do not be conceited, do not repay anyone evil for evil, consider what is good before all people. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all people. Do not avenge yourselves, dear friends, but give place to God's wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Rather, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing this, you will be heaping burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. If we have Christ living within us, and we are walking by the Holy Spirit, then we have no excuse not to treat all human beings with the kindness and love of Christ. We need to put aside our differences and walk this life together. We need to find the one thing we have in common and use that to form a relationship as you move forward. And then God will reveal other ways that you can get along. I often think about the time I ran into an old friend at a wedding and the years that had passed since I had last seen her, we'd both gotten married. We knew that we had things in common because we had spent a few years establishing a relationship. However, our husbands did not know each other from Adam. So she looked at Christopher and she asked, do you like bread? My husband, who gets offended by the scripture, man cannot live on bread alone because he thinks he really could, answered, Of course I do. To which she said, wonderful, my husband loves bread too. Now you can be friends. That one silly conversation broke the ice and led to a little bit deeper conversations over the course of the wedding reception. Even those who put up a prickly wall, they desire relationships. So we must ask them and we must seek out community. The real issues come into play when you do start doing life together. Personalities clash. You spend enough time together to get to know what drives you nuts about the other. One of you gets secretly jealous but refuses to face and admit the issue. I recently posted on my Insta stories on jealousy because I really do think it is a problem among Christians. We think it's something that we cannot admit to because it will make us look ridiculous. So the jealousy goes unresolved. We think it's stupid, or we are embarrassed, or it's a legit pain that we're unwilling to address. But scripture actually speaks into this as it applies to relationships. James 3.16 says, For where there is jealousy and selfishness, there is disorder and every evil practice. If Satan can keep us secretly focused on our jealousy and keep us unwilling to fix the issue, then he can cause massive divides in those relationships that God wants to use. Jealousy is a sin. Just go to Google and type in, is jealousy a sin? And see how many articles and blog posts and scripture verses come up. Scripture is full of warnings against it. 1 Corinthians 3.3 says, For you are still influenced by the flesh. For since there is still jealousy and dissension among you, are you not influenced by the flesh and behaving like unregenerate people? If we treated jealousy like any other sin that we must confess, we could bring 
immense healing into our lives and our relationships. As embarrassing or dumb you may feel just stating, hey, I'm feeling jealous of you because dot dot dot. It will open the door for a conversation and healing of your heart in that relationship. Another area where relationships can be hard is when one or the other views the relationship on an uneven playing field. If someone views themselves as more highly than the other, there will inevitably be division. A few ways this could happen would be having one having a higher level of education and treating the other as they are not intelligent, or one having more money and intentionally or unintentionally treating the other as more lowly. Another example is someone feeling they are more spiritual or having a closer walk with the Lord. And yet one other way would be for someone feeling they deserve the relationship and they treat every interaction as something that is just expected to be done. All of these examples, and I'm sure there could be many more, lead to one of the affected parties feeling less than, drained, and or used. The one having more money could feel that they are being used as a supplier for the things the other could never have afforded. Or, the one who feels they deserve the relationship would end up leaving the giver feeling used and exhausted and wanting to cut off the relationship completely. Finding ourselves back in Romans 12, let's look at verse 3. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of yourselves than you ought to think, but to think with sober discernment, as God has distributed to each of you a measure of faith. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses. Just because we have more of something doesn't mean we are better than the other. Or, just because we have walked a certain road doesn't mean we deserve anything. Can I be really frank and honestly kind of mean for a minute? You deserve death. I deserve death. We as humans deserve nothing that we have. We are sinful, conniving, selfish jerks that probably need a good smack across the face. But instead, we receive the love, grace, and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Because of his death and resurrection, and then the blessings that he bestows upon our lives, we can live the lives we want to live. So knowing all of this, why would we treat others as less than? Why would we not want to work on relationships so that they can thrive and grow in Christ Jesus? Why would we not want to build each other up around us and find common ground so that we can reach more people for the kingdom? I will be the first to admit there are people and personalities that I just don't mesh with. I can recognize those typically who I probably won't ever be best friends with. There may be the occasional personality that I vent to about with my best friend, but that doesn't mean that I treat them as less than. I recognize that they are a creation and, I ca- and that they carry the likeness of God. So I'm kind. Or at least I try to be. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days where I can't hide my humanness. But the Holy Spirit is quick to remind me that I have absolutely nothing to be prideful about. So I repent, apologize if need be, and then move forward knowing that I am a flawed human 
that still needs a ton of work. But I find relationships important, and so I work on them. Something that has recently helped me with my relationships has been pulling up my bootstraps and digging into my personality and how God made me to work, think, and move around others. Knowing this has helped me to recognize that not only what my strengths are, but also my weaknesses in relationships. I have figured out that I am more introverted than I originally thought, and that means that I need to recognize when I'm getting drained and remove myself before I reach the point of being rude. I understand that I will go through moments when I want to end and sever relationships because it's not as painful when you cut people out, or so I like to think. But with the help of the Holy Spirit and my husband, I know this is not biblical and I need to do the work. There have been times when the Lord has allowed me to close doors and walk away. And he has even closed doors and made me walk away when he knew I wouldn't do it on my own. We need to always keep in mind that there are relationships that are meant to last forever. And then there are those that are meant to be for a season. It's okay sometimes to mourn some, but then you need to walk away. All of this to say, I would encourage you to look at your relationships and see which ones are healthy and which ones need work. If you don't have a great relationship, look at who you are and how you treat those around you. The Holy Spirit just might want to work on a thing or two. And lastly, take time to discover who you are in Christ, who you really, truly are deep down at the heart of things in Christ. Knowing who you are and who you were created to be helps you to walk in a healthy confidence that produces healthy relationships. It helps you to confront negative feelings and helps you to recognize when you need to handle something head on to bring about health. I'm praying for your relationships right now. I pray you find your people. I pray that the Holy Spirit reveals your strengths and weaknesses in relationships and that you have the courage to face it all with grace and humility. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a review where you listen to podcasts. I also ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they need to hear it, share it. I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on social media at Good and Glory Podcast. Please give me a follow. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus be with you. 